this is Gilbert Gelot. I'm talking to you here from CPLSPA downtown Orlando. This is Tufts on Tax, where all your tax questions are answered right here with Mr. T. Scott Tufts, the master and the expert when it comes to tax law. Call us at 877-647-7887. Again, that number is 877-647-7887. Or you can email him at stufts at cplspa.com. That's S-T-U-F-T-S at cplspa.com or visit our website and check his profile, cplspa.com. Hello, Scott. How are you today? Uh, Good to be with you. Good to be with you, too. And uh, I guess our topic here today is a little different than usual. So can you uh, explain to us a little bit about it? We're going to – this is an ode to Frank Sinatra. Um, He once sang, I did it my way. And – this is kind of an important topic at this time of the year um, because we're going to talk a little bit here about um, sometimes I find folks that come to me, they might say, you know, Scott, I, I can appreciate the the complex tax law and, and it's, you know, the code and, and sections are so detailed, nobody can possibly understand it. Um, and therefore, you know, we don't have to square every corner and dot every I. Well, I'll just do it my way. And, and uh, you know, because I'm trying to get it right, that's going to be enough. Right? And that's, that's an understandable frustration for folks out there in our audience may say, okay, sounds like a good approach. You know, you're trying to get it right, but you're not really worrying about all these details and all this getting it perfect and all that and one of the things that can happen in my world is that I can read a case that comes out that catches my attention you know a a tax law case Mm -hmm. where folks are going about their business um, and it might surprise folks out there that an actual case came out that works against that attitude does that make sense and we want everyone to go oh I can't, I, that, that may not work, that attitude, you know, um, the tax law says X, I'm going to do my own thing and I'll get, you know, and I'm sure it'll be okay. And we just need to get the word out because, um, a lot of folks, uh, might not understand or appreciate these, in, the, the things are. So let's talk about the Gluck case. That's G L U C K. Um, and it is a case that has uh, been in the courts, and I, you know, uh, we want to talk about what happened to the Glucks and and so forth. And mm-hmm. so, what happened is uh, Lawrence Gluck and Sandra uh, Prusak, uh they're the Glucks. They're a married couple, different last name, um, G and P, if you will, if you go by their last name. Mm-hmm. They sold a condominium in 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay, now think about this: is 10 years later they're litigating. Still. Oh, wow. Okay, so. <laughs> so a just, long time. Yeah. But anyway, they sold a condominium, and a lot of our listeners may know about what we call a 1031 or a like-kind exchange. Mm-hmm. So they sell the condominium, and they attempt to take the proceeds from their condominium, and instead of having to pay tax on the gain of that condominium sale, they attempted to take the proceeds from that sale and do a like kind exchange. And what that means is within certain time parameters, if you purchase an apartment building or something that's like kind, 
you can defer the tax. So in other words, you sell a condominium, you're worried about paying the tax on the condominium. You then say, oh, the tax law gives me this mechanism where I can roll over my proceeds and avoid paying tax, and therefore um, I won't have tax to pay that year. Okay? Understand what's going on? Mm -hmm. And so they did that. However, when they purchased their interest in the apartment building, when they got to closing, someone the, the purchase of that building actually occurred in an LLC. And so they end up owning their interest indirectly through an LLC, mm -hmm. right? So they end up having an interest in another partnership that owns or, or entity that owns that apartment building. Understand what's going on? So instead of you owning it outright, you own it through an interest in an, a company, okay? And wouldn't that make sense? Sometimes when you buy property, don't you go see someone and say, hey, um, I want to put it in an LLC to give me liability protection. Mm -hmm. You could see that, right? Yeah. All right. So, I, so husband and wife sell a condominium, take the proceeds, and when the dust settles, they have reinvested the money, but it's in a partnership entity that they own an interest in okay mm -hmm. understand it so when you compare how they owned it before and how the property was a new property was owned after you have husband and wife owning the prop the condominium but when the dust settles at the end of the year they own an interest in an llc that owns an interest in a partnership and it owns the new property hmm. understand so technically speaking husband and wife did not end up on the other side with the exact with, with a like kind property interest hmm. got that and they discovered that at the end when they well no so what happens is the partnership reports activity to them on a k1 like we talk about yeah and the k1 does not and the K-1 identifies the property and the depreciation or other such things that you get on your return, which should have put them on notice that it wasn't done correctly or that not the way that they could do a like kind exchange. Hmm. But instead of doing an 8082 to okay. say that that K-1 was wrong okay. or getting the K-1 fixed and said, I know we technically purchased it in the name, but that really was for us, and therefore we need that to work differently tax-wise. They just went ahead and reported the like-kind exchange and did not report that gain on their tax return. And they said, ah, I don't need that. Aid. I mean, they probably didn't even know about the 8082. Which we covered. In which previous. we've covered before. But they said, ah, you know, eh. So they go to court and argue for many years that um yeah that technically you know i get it but it's really ostensibly ours and uh, you know and and the court came down and said you know we don't even have jurisdiction to decide this issue because you didn't file irs form 8082 oops oops 
And so why, why am I talking like this? Because we have to look at this a little bit more simply. If I hand you, Gilbert, here's your K-1, mm-hmm. you're going to give it to your accountant or whoever's preparing your return. Correct. And there's going to have numbers on it and so mm-hmm. forth. And th- your accountant's going to plug those in and take those numbers and have them go into the computer mm-hmm. and come out on your tax return, correct? Correct. And if you then try and change your tax return that's inconsistent with what's on that K-1, let's say it says, Gilbert, you have a million dollars of income, right? And you have to put that on your tax form. And your accountant, preparer, puts that on your tax form. He then sends you the tax return and says, congratulations, Gilbert. You have a million dollars of income that we saw on a K-1 that's been allocated to you. And it's on your tax return. And here's a huge tax bill that's going with your tax return. You'll say, uh, I didn't get the million. I don't know why that million is there. I can tell you I'm not a millionaire. That's wrong. But let's say at that point, the your accountant says, well, if it's wrong, we have to fix the K-1. Mm-hmm. And you say, I don't want to mess with my partner and mess that all up. We'll just not put the million down on our tax form. Just leave it off. And leave the, the form. Yeah, I'm not paying incorrect. tax on that million. Take the million off. But don't file any form. Because that's just going to mess things up. But actually, that IRS comes along and says, you didn't file an 8082 to put us on notice that you're trying to block that. Mm. Therefore, it's automatic and you cannot contest that in tax court. Mm. And you're going to only way you can contest that is to pay it all and seek a refund in federal court. Oh, wow. Do you have that money? I would love to. <laughs> right. <laughs> So you can so the re, so think about that. I know that seems like a, a crazy example. But it's simplified. But the K well, but the K one is a number. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that you got that much in cash. That is why people talk about phantom income. Mm-hmm. Because businesses can earn money, flow it through to you, and you may or may not have gotten a distribution or cash to mm. pay that tax. So if I just hand you something on a piece of paper that says you've got a million dollars of income, it's phantom income, and you go, well, I didn't get a million dollars, but you go, but you don't contest it properly, you're in deep trouble now because the IRS doesn't get, you you can't stop the IRS from that million dollars from starting the ball rolling. And one of the other cases that has come out is dealing with whether that's a fraud. So again, under the idea that you did not make a million or, you know, that your share is not a million of some amount that the business earned or whatever, let's just say it's fiction, absolute fiction. Mm -hmm. You could find yourself in a world of hurt simply because you didn't file the 8082. Or as I say, Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. Right? Not the right way. No. So... (laughs) So how does that grab you, Gilbert? 
I mean, I know that's an, a, a, a crazy example, but mm -hmm. how does that grab you? Well, they should have uh, followed the law, followed mm -hmm. the rules, and, uh, you know, they shouldn't be complaining or going... Right. They should know that the outcome won't be to their benefit. Right. And let's say... So let's just kind of go down this road real quick. Let's mm -hmm. say you and I are partners, and we're buddies. Mm -hmm. And then we're not buddies. And I somehow get you to leave the partnership. And you leave before you see the final... K1. Mm -hmm. And I have control of the books, the records. And you add whatever you want. And I <laughs> tell my accountant, let's stick it to Gilbert. Mm -hmm. And then you get a K1. And it's, I'm sticking it to Gilbert. Let's say I'm doing it with, you know, the... You know, t making every election that favors me versus you. I'm, I'm, I'm really tweaking it as full my way and not your way. How to avoid someone to do that? So at the time you leave, you say before I leave or before I'm going anywhere, mm -hmm. we need to figure out how we're going to end up tax-wise. Oh, so to settle that first before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Otherwise, you say, why don't you go? right yeah, why don't you go why don't you go and i'll <laughs> stick around and i'll put, take charge of that of course someone's got to pay the person who's got to prepare things at the entity level mm -hmm. to stick it to the other person and why am i talking about sticking it to the other person mm -hmm. because we have a case that's coming out that says that you better be careful if you're sticking it to somebody mm. you know why because it shouldn't be sticking it to somebody right it should be however fairly it's to work right right yes right don't be sticking it to someone <laughs> right <laughs> and don't be saying i did it my way yeah right do it the right way exactly do it the <laughs> right way see now you're getting yes. the hang of it i'm trying after a few more episodes you actually will be the master and, oh, and you'll no, be able I'll to be. you know i'll Get be able to that. i'll be able to take these off and you'll be able to go solo Sure. <laughs> say so. All right. I'm not but, agreeing to anything. Okay. But but so so does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes sense, and you, you simplified it and to uh, with this example, so they uh, people can think about. Yeah. So so what I want the folks to understand is that forms connect forms, connect information, connect mm -hmm. data, and you cannot just blindly go about your business. You have to understand how the IRS tracks the data, it gets connected from someplace else. Mm -hmm. And if you don't cut those connections off or examine those things, you could be completely blind to what your rights are and what you must do to protect yourself if the data that's flowing through to you isn't correct. Yeah. And the added complexity of this is there may be concepts of how to fight this in the tax world that if you're not on top of this, th this you could be, you could be right, mm -hmm. but you could have no place to fight it out, and wouldn't that be horrible, right? Or taking like that the example long. I gave you, and I said you mm -hmm. took the million off, mm -hmm. and you didn't uh, know you had to file the form, then the IRS automatically adjusts your return. You then say I don't owe it. Mm -hmm. Then what are you going to do when the IRS sends you the bill? Mm -hmm. and says you have to pay it and you say well no i don't that's not accurate 
and they say, well, you didn't file 8082, mm -hmm. and then you say, yeah, but it's wrong. What happens if you end up at that moment on the short end of the stick? Yeah, and you can't afford to pay it back and then sue to get it back from the government. It's a nightmare. It's worse than a nightmare yeah. because you could face a catastrophic tax hit mm. that, while not right, could put you in a, oh, a world of hurt. Certainly on the outside looking in. And while I, you know, I, I see all kinds of things in the practice, this is something to be uh, sensitive to. So bottom line is, if you catch yourself saying, I'm going to do it my way, <laughs> or, or, or let's stick it to them, uh, kind of stop and say, maybe I need to make sure uh, I've gotten good advice or that, uh, that attitude isn't going to get me in trouble. Exactly. So you heard him, folks. Don't stick it to anyone and don't do it your way. Do it the correct way. Listen to Mr. T. Scott Tufts at Tufts on Tax. You can always call him at 877-647-7887 or you can email him at stufts at cplspa.com. That's S-T-U-F-T-S at cplspa.com. Visit our website and check his profile and all the information here. We have also the podcast on there as well. And uh, uh, thank you and have a wonderful day.